There was a time in my life though where I really thought I wanted like a small purring deer. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. You have dogs now. I do have That's dogs. Okay. They might not. Your dog is bigger than a deer. <laughs> a dog is bigger than a deer. Looks a little bit I like mean, a deer. I mean, can you house train a deer? That's a good question. Or does, or does it, it have live like a, in your backyard? Or does it have like a little diaper? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> I think you have to change that diaper. Right. You know, it's true. Yeah. It's hard enough to change the diaper on my one-year-old. He's like spinning like a top every time it comes off. Right. You know, I imagine like that deer's kicking and oh, you're trying man. to change that diaper on it. Like that's yeah. not going to be easy. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, especially if it has antlers. Does it have antlers? Two, like two tiny little antlers. Yeah, those hurt. That's yeah. more antlers than my one-year-old right. has. Because so, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, if you had antlers, they'd be coming into play when I'm trying right. to change that diaper. Yeah. Using yeah. all weapons available. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nasdorf with me, as always, not as always, but today, Pastor, Pastor Cassandra yeah. Nagel. Hello, people of the future. <laughs> and Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. There we go. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Kat is not here to, to, to replay or redo another ladies take yeah that was really fun yeah we got so, stuck with you yeah, yeah. I, trust me <laughs> we'll make you all our listeners are thinking the same thing you know he wanted a day off too including me Off-ish. i'd be like cat, cat yeah. does a better better job so you know it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah. it was i will i will make i will do my best to to bring the same wisdom and brilliance yeah she had a lot of like fun humor and fun anecdotes too did, so yeah. just bring all the content today it is uh thanksgiving week mm-hmm. just a few days are you excited for thanksgiving yeah what what what? But you, you this do is, okay? You do fresh football. meat. You're the only one of us maybe on this podcast that gets excited about Thanksgiving. Well, you're you're oh, cutting well, for football. Yeah. So my Thanksgiving is not like a normal Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, sure. Because my family goes to Dallas to watch the the Cowboys game. So oh, fun. What, do you, our, what do you use your meal? Right. That's the, <laughs> we go to Steakhouse for lunch because <laughs> the game's at like three. That so. sounds really great, actually. And then we yeah. have Whataburger on the way home. So it's like, yeah. and then we'll do normal Thanksgiving. You know, the day after, kind of with family. But yeah, yeah, it's like a fun. That yeah. sounds like a great. It's a it's a very low it's a very low <laughs> yeah. stress Thanksgiving, right? S- steak, My mom isn't cooking for you know hours and hours, so it's just a fun time to be together. S- steak and Whataburger sound like a dream. On yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. yeah, I, w- I would do that actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to watch the Cowboys play, but sure. I, can I join for the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I really, it. Well, we half the time they lose, it's, so it's, I mean, it's you, no yeah. offense to the Cowboys. I don't want to watch really any team, right? Sure, right. Yeah. It's not specifically the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, history, you know, if you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you'll know I'm anti-Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Lisa's too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I think that meal is not that great. I think mm. if, if it was a good meal, you'd eat it more than once. You sure. know, green meat casserole is not hard to make and it's cheap and you don't make it in March for a reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I love it actually. Yeah. To me, it's less about the meal and more that the holiday is like all of the stuff dress and expectation of christmas mm. with, with none of the presents yes sure <laughs> so yeah it's a subpar holiday in my book due to that yeah um. yep all right well let's uh let's jump in how off, how good are you at keeping a secret because mm. we're gonna spill them here just kidding you're right test yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. It depends you know. on from who a I, little bit. Secret is a hard word for me. Okay. Right? Because like at least in my job here, like people share things with me that I can't really 
share they're confidential right? yeah. yeah so yeah. there's like confidential things yeah. um but then like because i'm not the only pastor here like david knows about those things and we have to be pretty open about that right. but like when <laughs> like when my best friend and i like learn something unrelated to work mm-hmm. you know it's like oh we're not going to tell anybody except each other right. like Obviously, i mean there's yeah. just you know there's yeah. sort of those layers sure. so like secrets that only i truly know i feel yeah. like there's not a there's not a lot I don't so think maybe I i'm bad any, at like, keeping secrets off the top up? of my head i got i need to have an outlet Sure. somebody be like oh i'd be knowing something and yeah. i gotta tell you yeah. <laughs> like as they're telling you you're you're already texting, texting yeah, it like, yeah. <laughs> and i feel like in some ways it's almost safer to do that than like right. i'd rather tell someone who i know will also hold it you know quietly right then to like keep it internally and then it for like to burst out at the right. worst like possible pressure time. release valve almost sure. to be sure. able to just like say it to another human sure yeah <laughs> All right. Um, this is from Earth.com. Okay. Our oh, friends. Wow. <laughs> I like <Sure>. Earth. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> um, keeping secrets is often good for your health. Okay. Okay. But oh. there's an asterisk attached to this. Okay. Des- decades of research on secrecy suggests it is bad for our well-being, uh, but this work is only examined keeping secrets that have negative implication for our lives. Okay, so stressful secrets. Stressful secrets, when you keep those, that leads to more negativity. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. But um, but positive secrets uh, can lead to some health benefits here. All right, uh, so positive a study secrets. involving 500 individuals so that 76% would immediately share good news. What do you think? Are you an immediately share good news person? Or just I mean, if it's about me, I want everybody to know (laughs) (laughs) and celebrate. (laughs) Is this like someone asks you to help with their engagement and you're like excited for them? So you're, I'm trying to think of like what an example would be. Like a surprise party? Yeah. Would that be a good secret? Um, So so this is what they kind of, the two examples they kind of give here are marriage proposals. Okay. Luxury purchases. Luxury purchases. Are we keeping that a secret? These are the, the examples that the study gives. Like, I bought you a car for Christmas kind of thing. You should, yeah, that's a terrible secret, right? Like, no, yeah, you no, know. that's a bad idea. Those only like happen in, in car commercials. Yeah, they go, what or, are if you doing? or with a 16 year old. $40,000 without talking to your partner about it. <laughs> I know. Nobody's yeah. going to be jazzed about that. Yeah. I'm thinking about like, you know, surprising your family with a trip to Disney World. Like, that's kind of an exciting that's a good thing. Secret. But then, like, you know, what if you share with your family? three weeks in advance and then for three weeks when are we leaving for disney world i could see where sharing a good secret could then turn into a negative (laughs) health situation if it uh if the anticipation yeah is not handled well by the rest of the family well those uh reflecting on positive secrets felt more energized compared to those thinking about non-secret news so when you have this like ooh, i've got this little secret that only we Mm -hmm. know about yeah i mean i think that's kind of be somewhat exciting like you know, you think of the moments where, you know, a couple's pregnant and they're like, we're not going to share without news with anybody. I mean, for reasonable reasons. But, you know, that's a kind of exciting couple of, you know, weeks where, like, we have this thing that nobody mm. else knows about. Yeah. You know, that's pretty exciting. Or, you know, like, if you get engaged and they're like, we're just going to live in just us in this engagement for just a little bit before we bring mm. in everybody else. I think that can be yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Reasons behind the energy boost. Um Positive secrets that people choose to keep should make them feel good. And the positive emotion is known predicator of feeling energized. Well, that's not really all that exciting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you 
you feel like you're in on something, right? Yeah. Like there's kind of a sense of community that's created yeah. by having a secret almost with somebody else. Like, sure. I don't know. And, um, revealing it can make the surprise all more, you know, enjoyable in itself. You know, yeah. the gender reveal of, uh, of secret. Although I think a gender reveal is really stupid. So yeah. like, they, they do get out of hand. Yeah. Well, mainly cause it's like, it's one of two things. You know, like it's not like we had two options here. Yeah, like we all know, right. it's one of two things. Right, it's pink or blue that's going to be revealed. Right. It's not going to be that exciting. You know, like yeah, it's been that way for quite some time. <laughs> so like, no need to burn down a forest just yeah. to say you're having a girl. All right, yeah. like we cool. get it. Fifty yeah. percent chance. Like you don't celebrate because you got tails and a head flip. You know, right. like yeah. like the baby's exciting. Don't get me wrong, but like. The, the gender, gender is kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, it's, it is what it is, yeah. right? You know, and you're not going to do anything about it at that point. Yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, what like, happens now? Like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, it's not like, oh my gosh, it's a boy. We're, you know, yeah. the world is ending, right? right? Like yeah. the stakes are not that high. You're going to love your baby no matter what. Yeah. Presumably. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. If yeah. you don't. Talk to somebody. If, <laughs> if you don't, the gender reveal was the least of your problems right, yeah, about this pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you got some things going on. All right. All right. Um, so what do you think? Are you going to keep positive secrets now? I feel like I've always been like good at positive secrets. Sure. You can come to me with your positive secrets. <laughs> Right. So don't email Beyond Sunday Podcast. Just email me. Gmail. Email yeah. Elise. I want to know what's up. Yeah, your positive secrets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess it's you know it's sometimes fun. Like when I got um, promoted here at work, you know, it was interesting. You know, having like sit on that for a few weeks, knowing like this will be announced soon. Yeah, you know, it was interesting of like thinking through like what that's going to be like, what that's going to feel like. You know, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, positive secrets. Can be can be good for you, but not negative ones. Those are bad. Those are bad for you. Right. All right, let's jump into our main story. Back with our friends are relevant. Mm, our friends. Besties. Yeah. Best, yeah. Uh, five reasons God makes us wait. All right, let's mm. talk about waiting. How, how do you at, a, at waiting in general? Mm. Or waiting for an answer. Yeah, I'm... TikTok, Cassandra. I do it. <laughs> I wait. You wait. I'm not always happy about it. So you take so, poorly. Um, yeah, scale of I mean, one like, to ten. Well, it's one of those things where, like, yeah. I don't know. I think if you're, uh, like, when I ha- when I have I have plants. Okay, I'm an I'm an annoying plant person. Oh, so me too. I, like, have I have plants in pots, and it's so lovely to yeah. like see plants grow, yeah. right? Mine and don't so I grow. think that's like a fun kind of waiting, yeah. or like watching like <sighs> some sort of baked good rise in the oven. I mean, yeah. I think there are kinds of waiting that are nice. Um, it's waiting for things that I dread, mm-hmm. or you yeah. know, I think it just depends on the situation where my headspace might be. Right. Whether it's like. Ex- you know it's kind of like the secrets right being excited for something that's coming or yep. like dreading yeah, what sure. is going to come yeah, yeah like if it's something i'm stressed out about i'm bad at it like yeah. i'm not a good waiter in that point i'm a hot mess yeah. but if it's something that like is either like neutral like not stressful or like i'm really excited about then i can find things to do in the interim that are like 
positive, right? Sure. Yeah, while waiting on that thing. Yeah. I'm also a worrier. So mm-hmm. like if someone's like, hey, I need to talk to you later. I'm like, what did I do? Exactly. Who died? Like yeah. what's <laughs> worst and case so, scenario? Worst like, case scenario. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so then it's like, you know, the only thing I can do is wait. Mm-hmm. But my poor brain is just going to take me down all sorts of sure. unhelpful yeah. rabbit yeah. holes yeah. that are 99% of the time, like not what the conversation or topic is actually going to be about. You know, I've actually found that if I just say to that person who says something like, hey, I need to talk later. Or let's talk later. I'm like, hey, you're like, I'm kind of spiraling right now. And I'm thinking that I've like insulted you and mm-hmm. several generations mm-hmm. of your family. Like, just give me a hint about what we're talking about. And yeah. they're like, oh, my God, it's, you know, actually, I want to talk to you about can we have dinner next week? You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to that dinner? No, no, <laughs> like, oh, it's big enough that we need dinner. <laughs> yeah. We got to schedule this weeks in advance. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's not the good advice I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what about you, Patrick? How are you at waiting? Well, uh, you mentioned, you know, you're waiting on your plants to grow. I'm mm-hmm. more waiting on my plants to die. You know, like that's, okay. that's okay. what I'm doing. You know, like I bought this beautiful, healthy plant and let's see how long it lasts. You know, nice. like, so, so you'd say you're a pessimist. <laughs> no, no, I'm an optimist. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, it, I just have not found in my, in my household only the strong survive, mm-hmm. and those plants are yep. just not that strong. Yep. You know, like wow. that's just the reality. Like, yep. you know, and so. they didn't have what it takes wow. to survive in that high, fast paced environment. It's, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> look, you expected to get water, that's on you. You know, like, wow. <laughs> that's on you for expecting yeah. that. Like, an individualist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make your own water. Is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Bootstraps, plant. <Yeah>. Bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's pouring water on me right. <laughs> you know i didn't have water when i was your age <laughs> i gotta go find that water yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying you know? <laughs> um i think i'm, I'm a, i think i'm okay you know i think um when it comes to some waiting stuff you know I, I can be all right with it um but you know like like i'm sure everybody we're all mixed bags mm-hmm. all right so this is not just about waiting in general but waiting on God. You know, when I was a kid, we learned like when you pray to God, God always answers yes, no, or not yet. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we were, to- I was told as a child. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, as an adult, you can kind of, I kind of see as maybe a little more complex than those three answers, yep. you know, like, because it's not always revealed the way I'd like it to be. Um, and so, like, it was always kind of a given, like, in some things in faith or from God, you're going to have to wait. Um, is that kind of what you experienced like growing up in faith? My kind of what I internalized was very similar to what yours was as far as the kind of three answers and the uh, continuation right to the no or not yet was like everything happens for a reason and like mm-hmm. all of those kind yeah. of yeah. Christian platitudes that just that don't help anybody any that we sen- still say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I so I heard that same message too. I don't know that I really internalized it. I think what I internalized somehow was that I am the person who has the quote unquote power to do something or not do something about this in this moment. And sure. so then like what steps am I taking to do something or not do something, mm-hmm. you know, about what I want to happen. So it it's not that like <laughs> it's not that I didn't think that God would answer my prayers. I just always viewed it through a lens of like being answered through my action or inaction. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think, you know, it's easy to, you know, sometimes see God is this cosmic butler and I ring my, (laughs) ring my little bell with prayer and God is supposed to come and, you know, 
help me out. You know, give me the things that I'm looking for or what I would desire in this world. And that's not obviously not how God works. You mm-hmm. know, like the Bible is filled with stories of people who, you know, where God operates, you know, fully on his timeline. And, mm-hmm. you know, that these people are kind of just left in the dark, sometimes for generations yeah. in the dark, you know, uh, historically, you know, in the freeing of the slaves in Israel, I mean, part of the cry is like, how long must we cry? And that's meant mm-hmm. not just me, but my ancestors cry right. out, you know, for God to hear us. So there's definitely, you know, even in that waiting, the, the people didn't even get to see the not yet, you know, mm-hmm. in the waiting. And I think that's a, that's a tough and sometimes hard way to see, you know, God operating on a very different timeline than I would like or that we as mm-hmm. hum- humans would like. But when we think about it in our own personal faith journeys, there's seasons of waiting, uh, you know, have you ever experienced like a season of waiting? Uh, yeah, I, yes. So I think that it depends on specifically what type of waiting you're referring to. Cause sure. I, I'm in a season of like hustle towards a goal right now, sure. which is its own kind of waiting, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's a thing I've been working on for two years that, you know, I cannot wait to be completed, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. but it's been a lot of like action in that time period. Not a lot of like sitting twiddling my thumbs waiting on a goal you know yeah yeah i hear a lot of like uh kind of singleness being equated to Mm -hmm. waiting (laughs) which like just makes me so mad because it to me it implies that like where you are at this moment right is not it's wrong and bad right (laughs) right yeah and so kind of at least for me like whether i was you know single or in a relationship you know throughout seasons of my life having that sort of spirituality of of singleness or waiting um i think it can be really problematic and it can be you know really painful and so you know how can we wrestle with um acknowledging that sometimes where we are isn't where we want to be Mm -hmm. but also not sort of diminishing where we are right now to a place of like well, it'll be better when, you know, I'm at this next kind of step in the mm-hmm. in the timeline or in the plan. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the reality is that you don't know. Right. You don't right. know if that next step is actually better yeah. when you get to it. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there's so much that you can appreciate and make beautiful about whatever your circumstances are. Yeah. But that gets really overshadowed by this idea that like the that goal of changing your status Mm. is like the end you know and I think the hard thing too is like when it becomes kind of a conversation about well your faith isn't strong enough you know because you know this would be a yes if you had prayed harder I mean there's a lot of that kind of spiritual saying that I I don't experience it a lot you know here at Lord of Life or sort of now my like faith-based circles but like gosh I go on Instagram at any point and like that kind of more I would say Mm -hmm. like conservative or more Mm -hmm. evangelical kind of Christian rhetoric I would say yeah um at least kind of for me has still continued to be pretty prevalent which is really you know painful because you want to like it's hard to kind of push it away or like fight against it when Mm -hmm. like you know we use scripture right yeah Um, to sort of battle both sides yeah you know I definitely can identify with that you know the idea of like when I was single in the church the idea was like well you're in a holding pattern mm. and eventually, you know, you'll move on to the the real phase of life, sure. marriage, yeah. which, yeah. you know, 
which is why, you know, all of our Christian books, materials, sermon series are on marriage, mm. you know, like, because we've got to fix that, mm-hmm. even though right. it's like so great. So everybody's doing it wrong, you know, <laughs> evidently from the church. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, you get married and then immediately questions start popping up of when are you going to have kids? You know, mm-hmm. that's the that's right. that's the next real phase. You're in a fun phase, but that's real marriage, right? Like, right. And then, you know, and then for a season, you know, experiencing like, well, we want to. But it's not happening, mm-hmm. you know, of like, and that's even more painful in yeah. this waiting period of like, oh, when are you going to have kids? I'm like, well, we've been trying for two years, you know, so like, you, deal yeah. with that, you know, yeah. you can chew on that, Please you know, be yeah. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a kid and then sometimes my wife was told uh, at church, you know, that, uh, oh, I remember that parent, real <laughs> yeah. parent, you know, you don't become a real parent until you have two kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> How many kids I'm not a real parent. Apparently I have an eight year old daughter. <laughs> No idea what I'm doing, which is fair. <laughs> fair point. Besides the point. <laughs> but yeah. not what there's we're always, about. There's always yeah. another sort of checkpoint to yeah, get to. Yeah, there's always right? like that, hurdle. at that point, that's when life is really happening yeah. for you. And then you have kids and you're like, when are these kids leaving? Right. <laughs> <laughs> these are great and all, but like, remember when we didn't have kids? Right. That was, you know, when does that Back happen again? Back when we were dinks. <laughs> yeah. When does that happen again? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I think we kind of as a church and then you mentioned like where you are is oftentimes presented as like, is that enough? Mm. And and that's that can be pretty tough. And that's I don't think that it waiting in God is hard enough. But mm. when you're waiting in a church or faith based community where it's like where you are is not enough and we're placing something on you that you need to be waiting for to be yeah. enough that's not even actually from God, that makes it all the more harder, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that's just adding weight uh, to people that, that is unnecessary. Because waiting is hard enough. Yeah. You know, we don't need to yeah. add more to it. I think the hard thing for me too is at least, you know, in conversations about waiting or when that's sort of the implied message, there's so many feelings of isolation and loneliness. I mean, there there haven't been too many times in my life when I've felt like I'm in a season of waiting and I am just held by a community of faith yeah. in this. Like I am in this waiting with other yeah. people, right? And right. and and whether that's like married couples giving sermons and, and teaching series on like seasons of singleness or whatever it might be. But like the the sense really is that it, it at least for me, like waiting has become so individualized mm-hmm. that there's this loss mm-hmm. of community. And I think part of one of the gifts of our faith is that we sure have other people to to be with us in yeah. those difficult moments yeah. and so that's another hard thing for me about waiting is that it just it's alienating right in some ways yeah yeah and i guess that's one of the neat things about the, kind of the old testament you know israeli community is they really saw their connection with god through a communal lens mm-hmm. instead of an individualistic one i mean they never thought like i'm waiting it was really like, mm. we're waiting right and then that, that's just so different you know than kind of how america perceives god so yeah. we just have our own personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and that makes it, everybody's doing their own thing, yeah. you know, and everybody's, we're all waiting for different things, mm-hmm. not but yet not together. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a look at their list of five things, uh, five reasons God makes us wait. We'll say good or bad, you know, we'll figure it right, out. Right, yeah. One, waiting reveals our true motives. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? I mean, I think it can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that can reveal our true motives. Yeah, like I don't know that your average bear that's waiting 
on something that they want is taking that time thinking like, now what are my real motives for this thing here? And are they are we placing this on a bear? <laughs> yeah. A brown bear or a black bear? <laughs> Which one do you fight? Right. <laughs> if it's black, fight back. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go through that rhyme every time we talk about bears. It's brown, flush it down. It's black. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't flush it, you, if it's brown, lay down. Right. <laughs> a, it might be a toilet bear. <laughs> what if it's like, it looks brown and black? <laughs> oh, no. You lay down, but fight like that. Yeah. One of them has like an arch on its back or something, right? Doesn't one of them have like a oh. distinct thing on its neck almost? Well, we gotta, like we if gotta, it's kind of shady and you can't tell if it's brown it's or black. Shady. You're like, let me see your neck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got to lay down and fight back. Right. It's like MMA. I've got to take yeah. it to the ground. Right. <laughs> like, You're like sweeping your legs to try and hamstring it. Yeah. <laughs> <is> good advice. <laughs> Who's the first person like? I see a bear. I'm just gonna lay down. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe this will work. Yeah, it'll work for me. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably somebody who's like, "Gosh, I'm just really tired and cannot deal with a bear right now." <laughs> Over it. Yeah. Right? Maybe it'll just go or away. They pass out. You know, yeah. like, and then they're, they're like, they wake up. I'm like, I guess it worked. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so waiting reveals our true motives. Uh, so our author here. Let me scroll up here. For the Eric. Name. Eric. Eric. Eric Spear. 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 <laughs> uh, waiting is a way to bring out the best and worst of people. People who don't have good motives will often, won't wait long because they're not interested in the commitment it takes to see something through. They're too interested in short-term gains or successes. Okay, so here, defining good motives mm-hmm. as like longevity and not as like... Sure. <laughs> because I, I would like define a bad motive for something as like insidious right like sure i'm trying to hurt other people's with this i don't know that like i would define a bad motive as just being like i don't have the follow-through for that's not sure. a bad motive i yeah. don't know yeah i think what i'm hearing uh, yeah below this like waiting reveals our true motives is like kind of wrestling with with sin right that's yeah. what that's what i'm really reading into this is like when people you know do sinful things right um it ref- and i think that <laughs> how maybe here at lord of life we understand sin is very different right than other contexts so i think yeah you can interpret right sure. what what sort of the meaning behind what what your true motives are in a lot of different ways but i i read this as like all sorts of like sinful things you can do being revealing our true like you know motives as as people who are evil and things like that right. i don't know i think we sure. can go down that rabbit hole if, it, we, if it does we want to. feel a little bit like this article is maybe specifically talking about like waiting to get married. He's just not calling it mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's, it's certainly, you know, like there are people out there like who have said, you know, I'm waiting for that right person to come around. And then, you know, they would immediately, you know, seek out what we would, you know. Casual sexual relationships yeah. in other places. And I'm sure for Mr. Eric Spears might say, like, that's revealing that are you really waiting for that? You know, and I'm not, I'm not you know, we're not, no judgment here. We're not saying these things, but I think that's kind of that's where at he's least coming what from. He is yeah, coming from. we think. So, <laughs> speculation. But, you know, I, did, I guess like in waiting moments, it can provide a bit of clarity mm-hmm. for ourselves. I do mm-hmm. think that is possible. Right. Uh, so, in this of like, what am I waiting for? Why do I want this? Mm-hmm. And what happens 
if this doesn't reveal itself the way I or doesn't reveal or resolve itself the way I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that does have waiting can reveal those types of things. Um, now, I think when we say like good people who don't have good motives want me long. That's that's crazy. Time. You know, yeah, like, I'm sure there are some stalkers. There's some stalkers out there who wait a long yeah, yeah. time. Sure. You know, like, crazy sure. people wait forever. <laughs> or yeah. even like I'm thinking about like someone who's in an abusive relationship. Like yeah. you don't have to wait a long time to know that that's not right and that you yeah. need to get out. Right? Yeah. Like, but but the way that like divorce has been you mm-hmm. know used as so, a weapon and yeah. things like that. Right. Yeah. So I think sure. yeah. When I think the difference between you know the title being waiting reveals our true motives to me communicates differently than like when it gets into it and talks about good and bad motives yeah. because those things I think yeah, have true. so many different okay. Yeah, I almost I wish this wasn't about waiting. Like I wish that wasn't the word mm. that he was using. You know, sure. I wish it was about like working towards something, sure. you know, because that makes a lot more sense to me as something that reveals your motives to you and what mm. matters to you than just waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's go to number two. Waiting builds patience in our lives. Okay. Da da. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, like uh, yeah. I agree. Waiting builds patience. Like yeah. that's kind of the only way to build patience is by waiting. Like uh, I'm with you. Like, right. like, <laughs> this seems like by by nature of waiting, patience should be building. Right. Yeah. I don't know if this. Uh, this might kind of go into number three, so I'm hoping I'm not spoiling too much. Go but for like, it. yeah, w- for me, waiting, building patience isn't even like the most I think meaningful thing about it. I think about waiting as building curiosity or like mm, openness, yeah. right? And you mm. know, in in times where you know, well, I've been down this road before. I think, at least for me, I'm able to sort of step in and wonder, okay, like I've been in this kind of place before. What can I notice now that I mm. didn't realize until? I was looking back last yeah. time, right? Like how yeah. can I enter into this situation, this meeting, this you know, email blast, whatever it might be with a different perspective and sure. more openness and curiosity to what God is doing right now right? that I didn't realize until looking back kind of the last time that I went through yeah. this. So I don't know, we'll get into kind of building anticipation, but right. for me, it's like, I don't know if curiosity is the right word, but that's sort of like what comes to mind. Waiting is an opportunity. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. For anything. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I think within that, then this patience too, I think it kind of reveals like, for me, like waiting for like whatever, a career change, hmm. what's the next step, you know, for us as a family or for you as an individual, maybe offers, you know, that patience to more openness that like, sometimes I think it can only be resolved one way. Mm. And in this mm-hmm. patience, it can, it can give, you know, now I see multiple ways that this could be resolved. I see yeah. multiple options where I could be satisfied or happy or uh, where I could kind of, God can be revealed in a new and exciting way. And I guess waiting, you know, offers that and the yeah. patients can offer those things. All right. Well, let's add it to number three then because we're kind of hitting on that. Waiting builds anticipation. Yes. One would hope, right? Yeah. Sure. Unless yeah. you're just so burned out on the thing you were waiting for sure. <laughs> by the fun- yeah. time it comes around that you're just not. Not into it anymore. I don't know. I, these oh. are very um, high level generalizations in this here article. Again, I feel like he's talking about sex before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's been told to me that way, you know? Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think what's yeah. what's interesting to me when I think about like from a church perspective with you know waiting builds anticipation like we talk about uh anticipating Jesus's second coming mm, right like yep. that is going to come and I <laughs> I don't know if like when I think about when that has been communicated to me mostly in like non-denominational context you know when I was in college like it was more of a scary thing. Yeah. You know, like it was presented as like, well, when Jesus comes, there's going to be the rapture and right. like people are going to go to hell and there's going to be zombies. Sure. And I mean, all these sorts of things. And right. so They're I don't like, know if we like, can't wait. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it was one of those things where like, I wasn't really that excited about I it. I was like, well, ma- awful. maybe I'll sure. die before that happens, right. yeah. you know? Um, take me first. I don't but know. I, but I think from like a, a higher level, like spiritual sense, like there is a lot of, I think hope and anticipation for like a time when like this world will reflect kind of God's deepest hope for, for all of us. Like, and that is really exciting to me, but I don't know, even here at Lord of Life, I don't know if we sort of live that out, Mm -hmm. you know, in all the ways that we could. Right. So. Sure. Yeah. I think that's interesting. You kind of connected to that kind of second coming. Uh, I think C.S. Lewis was quite like, you know, he was talking about this and he's like, the play is over when the director comes out on stage and bows. Mm -hmm. And so like, why are we like so desperate to get to this, the play over period Right. where it's like, well, and, and I think more of that an evangelical kind of mentality of like, well, I guess your neighbors are just going to hell. Mm -hmm. But couldn't wait for this moment. Right. Like, so such anticipation. Um, I think this is interesting though, that waiting builds anticipation. I think this is certainly possible. I think we can mm-hmm. definitely see that. I think there's could be certainly despair and loneliness and heartache in waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he kind of talks about like waiting to, mo- you know, they had to live with his mother-in-law for a period and they were waiting to build, and you know, buy a house from this kind of struggle. But for some people, that house never comes. You know, like yeah. for some people, you know, we talked about in the Israelites and slavery, like, they prayed and waited and anticipated, you know, freedom, but yeah. they never felt it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just the reality, you know, that some some of us will wait with anticipation and it's over yeah. and it won't happen. And so I think it has to like be reframed. Like, is this season okay if it never gets resolved the way that I wanted it to? Yeah. You know, is a road trip okay if we never make it to our mm. final destination? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, is that okay? And like, you know, that that's much more challenging, right? Like, yeah. you know, and um, so, yes, I think anticipation can be there. But I think for most of us have kind of figured out or, or had enough period in our life for like, what happens when that anticipation is never resolved? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then it, it's easy to lead to like bitterness, anger, and despair or nihilism of like well who cares you know like nothing matters so i would go ahead ahead. i would say that that would reveal to you more like what your motives motives are right Mm -hmm. like what you do to pivot in in those times right of like oh well this is not going to come to fruition so now what like that i think is more useful to me sure one of my best friends is an associate pastor in kentucky and um explained kind of his understanding of what his job is in a way that's really been helpful for me. And he talks about Moses, right? And like Moses spent his entire life, you know, like leading these people and dies before like entering the, right? Like his Mm -hmm. entire life was building up to this point. And, you know, he said, you know, for me, I will only lead any one community for a certain period of time, but there are people in this community that will be there beyond me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think what's been helpful for me is thinking about 
like there's my own kind of internal wrestling, right. That comes with, you know, my own seasons will be certain lengths of time. But when we are in relationship with other people, I think that that anticipation then is not just about ourselves, but is about something larger, right? Like, like, and so it's, it's exciting for me to think about like, sure. you know, we don't always know kind of what seeds are being planted yeah. or like the ways that we're touching each other's lives. But mm-hmm. those things, I think, I think that anticipation can spread beyond just ourselves and maybe that helps us get a little bit more, you know, closure or right. like acceptance yeah. for when those seasons of waiting may never end sure yeah we actually talked in a podcast a while ago now about uh places in china i believe or indigenous chinese tribes that um, build bridges across ravines Mm. by planting trees on either side and growing the trees over the course of generations Mm. towards each other so the people who plant the trees never see the bridge made right Mm -hmm. and it's two sometimes three generations later that the bridge is actually made and we talked about how we don't have that in our culture, right? Like mm-hmm. that far-sighted, like, okay, True. we're doing this, we're planting these trees now so that our children's children can have a bridge. Like we don't really have that. And that's a different kind of higher level type of waiting. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. I think what I see kind of in the church too, um, and there's all sorts of like memes and, you know, images about like, celebrating the like laughter and like cries of children in church because they will be the future church right Uh after and for it makes me want to pull my hair out because i'm like these are children that are here right now like like do you know the future they're now yeah Yeah. do you know their names like do you know the and you know like when they talk about you know young adults are the future of the church i'm like hello like i'm right here you know what i mean funny and so i think that even the complete opposite happens sometimes like we're so focused on the church is going to be okay for generations to come because of the babies and the the young adults right now Mm -hmm. that we like we kind of like lose sight of what's right in front of us and and don't kind of have some of that action right that you were talking about of building those relationships now and building them you know that's really funny that you said that my daughter uh, went to meet with me to my uh, female pilots society meeting mm. this past weekend and she, you know she's eight years old and most of these pilots in the room are in their 50s and 60s have been pilots for 20 years and it's a really cool group but they as we were leaving they told her you're our future mm. and she looked at me and she's like does that mean I can't fly or join until I'm older mm. and I was like yeah no like <laughs> you can start whenever <laughs> like yeah. but I mean, that's, it's interesting that that message comes across to our kids too, you know, like, but that like cultural perception of like waiting, right? Like you have to be a certain age to earn it or a certain age when you're like part of the the group that's sort of making the call as to, you know. Who's, yeah. who's the church now right so yeah and like they mean you know you're our future positively right sure. and they're excited oh, of course. and the message that she got yeah. is like oh like i can't do this mm. now you know yeah. yeah so yeah i think that's interesting well i mean culturally we're growing up in a very different world too than yeah. a lot of these places i mean mm-hmm. like where everything is moving quite rapidly i mean yeah. we went from horse and buggy to the moon in <laughs> yeah less than a century you know mm-hmm. like that's pretty right. incredible like yeah. that's a pretty massive you know jump in technological advancement that yeah. humanity had never really seen before up yeah. until that yeah point. i love yeah. this fact but cleopatra lived closer to the invention of the microchip than the fir- construction of the first pyramids in giza yeah wow. so we're talking about technological advances over like a span of time like what has happened in the last couple thousand years is incredible sure yeah, yeah it's yeah. huge all right let's let's uh let's get through our, our last two here real quick 
Uh, waiting transforms our character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think again, this this you know, I think comes from a place that, that we've been talking about here. Like in this waiting period, hopefully we can see like what happens if what I'm waiting for does not get resolved the way I right. want mm-hmm. or not resolved at all. And I think that can lead us to maybe some questions that we have to answer internally of like, am I a follower of Jesus because I love Jesus mm-hmm. or am I a follower of Jesus because I love you know, in quotes, the plan he has for me that I also kind of like, you know, like, which means marriage, children, family house, you know, like all those things that I want already. And I I think Jesus is kind of the, that's the path to get the best version of those. And I think that that in waiting, transforming our character might tell us what happens if all those things are stripped away. You know, Mm -hmm. what if the dream of promotion is stripped away? What if the dream of Beyond Sunday becoming um, big enough that we have, you know, a global audience and we can kind of do that and it's just stripped away? Is Jesus enough? And I think waiting, ask those questions. In that waiting period, that question is asked. Mm. And sometimes, if we're honest, we can say, like, I'm not sure it is. You know, so I do think in in this moment, Waiting can ask those questions, and that does transform who we are deep down. Yeah. I think one of the gifts of waiting is kind of, you know, one of the character traits that I hope kind of comes out of waiting is empathy, too. Mm, like, yeah. um, and it's so hard, but to be able to lean into that, and I think that that changes how we perceive others, right? And maybe gives us more patience for others right yeah um in their perceptions of what that season might look like for them or or be yeah all right let's uh, let's do number five real quick since i know at least you need to go pack i do so here we go uh, waiting to get through this podcast waiting, yeah, so <laughs> waiting builds intimacy and dependency upon god so I think I think this is definitely one too where we kind of have a, like a pretty a, a romanticized idea of waiting because yes, like yeah, I think like yep. yes it can and maybe even it should right. but I wouldn't necessarily it does right, right? like you know because like, for plenty of people out there waiting is like equals a, a, a lessened desire to follow God and I'm not sure that's you know that, again maybe that reveals that true character of who where where you were with Jesus to begin with. But to say like it builds intimacy and dependency on God, like I'd hope so. I'd want it to, but right. I wouldn't necessarily definitely. Right. Yeah. All right, what do we think about this last one? I think um, my initial reactions to like intimacy with God, I think about like all of the Christian songs on the radio that just are like Jesus is my boyfriend. Yes. Songs. Sure. Meeting the earth with a sloppy wet kiss. Sure. And, yeah. and like <laughs> and I think that it's a very kind of fine line, right? Because yeah. we want to be growing in our in our depth of relationship with God. And I think about, you know, when does that kind of focus like and fixation draw us out of being in relationship with others right like if we think about like loving god and loving our neighbor if we are not able to sort of hold both i think and you know love god through loving our neighbor um then i think we run into the kind of problems of like almost like idolizing or like kind of weirdly celebrating our own spirituality in Mm -hmm. ways that like take us out of some of the like yeah nitty-gritty like 
messy work yeah. that Jesus yeah. did, right? Like yeah. he spent time praying and alone, you know, even when people come find him, but he also spent so much time in relationship with people who were just, you sure. know, detested, right? right? And so how do we hold both of those, right? Like growing in our individual relationship with God and growing in, in how we love our neighbor. Yeah. 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 I think this is one like, you know, we've kind of talked about different ways that Christians have been told to wait, you know, yeah. a lot of one of the singleness, you know, and, and, and oftentimes, you know, the idea was like, well, I'm just going to wait until, and, and the message was, and I don't agree with this message now, but like, then God will provide me a wife. Right. Mm. <laughs> and then that's when real life starts. And so all you have to do right now is wait. And I think the reality is in that waiting, you'd say like, well, what are you doing to actually be, ready for any sure. kind of emotional relationship if yeah. it's if it's playing video games and you know like that's it that's you know the idea of waiting are you really wanting a mm. change from those things yeah and so i think in this waiting period building intimacy dependency on god is saying like well i'm going to use this waiting period and season to bring fruit in a different way mm. and to think whether whatever that is you know if I'm, I'm waiting for a new job I'm waiting for a promotion I'm waiting for this move whatever it is I can use this thing to bring fruit in a different way because it does kind of because we know in this God has a plan for me culture that it's easy to kind of embrace in Christianity sometimes the plan is not looking very attractive you know like sure. yeah. there are people out there who are waiting for an end to war who will die before they see it Mm-hmm. You know, by the causes of war. There are people out there who are waiting for a cure for cancer who will succumb to cancer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just the reality that we have to embrace and understand. And that doesn't necessarily mean God is not active or present and not intimately involved in this world. It just means maybe we're closer to those Israelites waiting for slavery to end. We're saying, God, how long can we wait? And not mm-hmm. just how long can I wait? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it Builds that community that you mentioned, Pastor Cassandra, that we wait it wait together mm-hmm. instead of just all waiting alone. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We well, we're back every week. I don't know what Pastor David says now. Beyond Sunday. A plug podcast. for uh, yeah, where you find our episodes, which you've already found. I know. Um, like that seems kind of weird, right? Like, <laughs> hey, if you like this episode let me tell you where to find more episodes you know right. where to find yeah. more episodes. You, you found it you're a human you are dedicated listeners you, you're not walking program. through target yeah. and just hearing this over the speakers if you are if you are email us <laughs> at beyond sunday podcast at gmail.com yeah we would love to any email you know i'll we'll make sure pastor david checks those emails and we hear like sometimes he lets a few slip through the cracks <laughs> we'll get on to him okay we will you know follow up better on, on making sure he's checking those emails yeah so if you're like, I emailed and we did not talk about it. That's not us. That's email we, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. We are here to say <laughs> yeah. that was Pastor David. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Definitively. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Wait in anticipation for next week's mm-hmm. Beyond Sunday. I don't know if you can do it. I, you know, we got a whole catalog. 500 <laughs> yeah. or 200 something episodes. 250 episodes to go back and listen to. You can't wait. 